Welcome in. It is a brand new Jock Market Power Hour for this week's John Deere Classic. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Joe Idoni. Joe, hey, buddy. Good to see you. Hey, Rick. Always good to see you as well. Uh, excited for the next 45 minutes where we close down uh, the IPO hour as we do each and every Wednesday night this week for the John Deere Classic. Maybe, you know, there's some other compelling stuff going on in the world of golf, uh, but I'm excited to talk about this tournament that we have kicking off tomorrow morning. I'm interested to see what the prices will be like, because yes. I think you, th like, let's be real. This is just strength of field wise. This is on the lower end. However, uh, we, I, I feel like we could get a situation where Webb Simpson's $13 a share and everybody else is seven. Like, I just don't, I don't know what to expect, but I think there's going to be a decent bit of value. Cause I've argued all week long guy, like 60 to guy 110 in this field is the same guy. Yeah. Absolutely. And a lot of guys um, look at this as an opportunity where they don't have to take on, I believe, a single player in the top 50 in the world. I don't know if that's um, I think it was just Daniel Berger and he withdrew. So totally wide open. The top five pre-ranks tonight, Rick, are outrageous to kind of see with your eyes. It's McCarthy, Hoot, Hadwin, Thigala, Brendan, Todd. Um, so things are going to get wild, I believe. And, and we could see a couple of guys shoot up there at the top and the middle is just going to be take your pick, take your pick. That's what we'll be, we'll be doing over the next 45 minutes or so, because we are closing out as Joe mentioned the IPO phase. So this is stock market DFS. You can buy, sell trade shares of athletes. We are covering the John Deere classic tonight. So those bids have to be in before this IPO closes just before 9 PM Eastern time. And then if you are one of the high bidders, those shares are allocated to you. And then you build a portfolio that you can follow along with Joe as the tournament unravels and you can trade your golfers. You can short other guys. You can do basically anything you want. Yeah, this will be a fun week uh, to short some guys in the IPO phase, which is coming soon. Uh, if you've just stumbled in here, there's the promo code right there. You flashed up on the screen. It'll get you a $100 deposit match. Get in the game. Um, this is what I think is the best fantasy app going right now in sports. So a ton of fun. We're going to kind of guide you through uh, how it works and how it closes down here just before 9 o'clock. JG Funk says, I took home the free slate last week. Forgot I even did the free one. Thanks, Michael Thor Bjornsson. 99% of my portfolio. I'm glad you brought that up. I have a buddy in town who I went out to dinner with last night who plays jock market, but he only plays the free contests. And he's like, Rick, I'm up $2,400 just from free contests because these free contests pay out $250 for first place. Uh, and then obviously payouts below that. And it's like, or maybe it's not too, maybe it's 250 for the entire thing, but it's, it's just like he plays it every night uh, across all the different slates, you know, five bucks here, 10 bucks there, hundred bucks there. And it, he said he's up 2,400 bucks. He's never made a deposit. Yeah. That's beautiful to hear. Um, we have so many <laughs> stories like that. We have guys that are buying five shares during the IPO phase. We have guys in here in this chat right now that are buying 500, right? That are going to end up with a massive portfolio. And we're all kind of doing having the same sort of line of thinking. And it's basically buy low, sell high. $50 to first for this free PGA contest, 40 to second, 30 to third, so on and so forth, all the way down. So you can make your money in that way. And then, of course, um, as JG Funk in the chat just pointed out, uh, they do tend to raise that for the major championship. So there is more. So, yeah, if, if it's not even the cash market, Joe, there's there's stuff to be able to do uh, on, on jock market. Yeah, they got all different sports. Thorne Bjornsson, though, what a pick from JG Funk. That was a – had to see some massive returns. You have what happened – Yes. Um, last week in terms of the ROIs, he had to be top, right? So let me get this, uh, let me get this out of the way, zoom in a little bit. So yes, Michael Thor Bjornsson with a 932% ROI last week. So he was a dollar 55 in the IPO paid out $16 a share. That is $14 and 45 cents in profit. Chesson Hadley was also 155 in the IPO. He paid out 15 bucks. So two really big returns from guys sub $2 last week. Yeah. Getting eight, nine, 10 X on your, on your dollar there. Um, good buys on those two players, both made solid Sunday runs. Um, and then you had a couple of guys below them who just kind of hung around. Will McGirt up there is fun, fun to see his name. Sahith was obviously, 
I think I walked away. It's funny because Xander won, and it's been so long since he won, you would think that that story would just dominate. And I feel like I walked away from that thinking, the like, man, Sahith, that was like an emotional experience watching him try to close that thing down, wasn't it? Yeah, I feel bad for I feel bad for him, and I also kind of feel bad for Xander too, right? We we were like for four years or whatever, we're like Xander needs to win, he needs to win more. Then he wins, and we're like, all right, well, we're just gonna move right along. We'll catch you guys, catch you guys later. But the X Man went from eight dollars and forty cents last week to twenty five dollars a share, so uh, good little return on that one as well. And I think, man. Last week was I'll, I'll pull it back up. It was dominated, Joe, by kind of like these three and four dollar guys. That's yeah. I mean, Brian Harmon, Kevin Kisner, Scott Stallings, Ches Reevy. There's going to be some familiar names uh, at the top of the leaderboard this week, too, I think. Yeah, a couple there in the dollar range, which, as you know, the guy could finish absolutely dead last in this thing, and it would only go down to one dollar per share. It does not. Your dollar does not go all the way to zero. Um, so yeah, there's really like we've talked about it many times. Nothing to lose when you're bidding a dollar fifty-five on a guy, um, and they have the opportunity to have a massive pop and finish with huge returns on like a, a fifth, sixth, seventh place finish. So yeah, certainly. So Sahith uh, still one of the leaders in terms of like last ten starts. I bet you if you go back a little bit further, he's probably even better than that. Uh, yeah, last 14, he's near the top of the board as well. So uh, moneymaker, despite not winning. But Joe, John Deere classic this week. We're going back to TPC Deere run. I expect it to be kind of a birdie fest. We're boots on the ground. Say it's soft out here. There's a chance of rain, I think, on Friday. Uh, what do you think we're going to get out of this week? Yeah, I think we're going to get uh, to 20 under par like we've seen here Many times we've seen Michael Kim of all people do it here. It's also a place where we've seen a lot of guys um, break through and get their first victory. And I think with a lot of younger up and coming players this week, you talked about Sahith, you've got Nick Hardy, who's playing well. Um, there's a lot of guys here that are looking to sort of bust down the door and get that first PGA tour victory. And I think this uh, opportunity they have this week at TPC or D run um, could present that to a lot of different players. It's a course that is favorable to a lot of guys in similar, I think, in many aspects to what they see week in and week out on a Corn Ferry Tour schedule. Um, should be fun. Looking forward to it. Always a, always a fun event that comes right before the Open Championship. This week, they this year, they moved it a week up, I believe. But still, a lot to play for. I would argue that um, I can't think of another. Maybe American Express, something like that. But that had Rom, that had like some big names in it where you could throw a dart and hit one of 80 names. And I'd be like, yeah, that guy could win. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's so many guys who could win when most weeks I'm thinking, if you're not in the top 25 here, you have no chance. Yeah. And we've seen guys do it different ways. I think getting a hot putter like any week, of course, but um, you're looking for a guy that has those spikes because that's kind of what we've seen. Take it home here. I believe Fratelli, who won the last edition of this event, lost strokes on approach. Rarely do we ever see that come out of a winner. So a lot of different ways to get it done. You can do a tee to green here, but if you get a hot putter, it can carry you a long way. Like you mentioned, um, I think you said you mentioned it earlier that we could see four or five, six birdies out of guys, and it won't be irregular one bit. Uh, that is exactly right. I'm just looking up. Yeah, Fratelli lost almost a stroke on approach. Wow, really hot run in the short game categories. That's yeah. fun. Uh, okay, so for this week, if you haven't gotten involved yet, the code you're looking for is power. That'll get you up to a 100% uh, deposit match. And uh, you can go and enter that now. There's a link in the description as well to get involved. But Joe, uh, let's play a little bullish or bearish here. And this is our opportunity to kind of take a stand on four different golfers. And I like the, the guys that we've compiled here. Uh, let's start at what I expect to be the most expensive golfer on the slate. It's Webb Simpson. His fair value that we're using tonight is $8.94, which is asking him to finish 14th or better, bullish or bearish on Webb Simpson. 
On that price, I'm going to go bullish. I would agree with you with the sentiment that he probably eclipses the $10 mark tonight, I think is more of a line and what a target that I have for him. I do think he's the best player in the field. I think he's kind of found something a little bit, Rick. 13th at the Travelers, 27th at the Schwab. He did something last week that Paul Tesori tweeted where I think he missed a fairway by a yard. Did you see this? Yeah, he he, he almost hit um, every fairway and every green. Right. He Which I think Lou Stegner said is airway or a green that he missed by like an inch. Yes. And, and, and I think it was Lou that said you're more likely to have an albatross yes. than to be able to do that in a PGA tour event. So um, the guy's got something working off the tee. His irons are looking a little bit better and more sharp. And I think that he carries a bit of confidence coming into this event, knowing that um, he's the most accomplished player in the field. It's an opportunity to catch him in good form when he's looking to kind of rebound from what has been a subpar year by his standards. Getting a win here, I think, would mean a lot to the resurrection of Webb Simpson. I'm going to take a bullish stance on him. What about you, buddy? So my my nuanced take is generally very bullish on Webb Simpson. And I don't think that this stat profile is all that indicative of what we know Webb can be and what I think he's kind of entering. Because you're right, the advanced metrics very much coming around. The um, the It's been injury, it's been COVID, it's been everything kind of working against Webb for like a year. And I think he's starting to show signs of, of breaking out again. However, we have him at 894. I think he just blows by that number, right? Like I, I think he's going to be a $10 guy tonight. Yeah. I think 10 bucks as well. I think he's going to clear that. Which, so I guess I would say bullish at eight ninety four. but if we start getting into nine fifty, ten dollars $10, like I'm going to have to draw a line on him. Yep. It's a different argument then, but for the sake of this sort of segment, we'll go with the fair value. We'll both say bullish on the eight ninety four. Okay, how about Patrick Rogers, who we have at 771? That's 19th or better. What side would you like on Patrick Rogers? Oh, man, this is a tough one because I generally this week think that he's going to play well. I think that he has been playing well. He's actually been a positive return in five of his last six events on the jock market averaging over 40% returns within those last six starts. You see it right there, 42.6. He's been playing really well. He's doing it in good fields, too. He's doing it at the Canadian Open. He's doing it at the U.S. Open. Um, Here's the thing, and when you go to the far left side of your screen there, 389 average IPO price. We're going to get more than double that tonight on Patrick Rogers, and that always worries me a little bit for that point alone i'm gonna say bearish and that it's just going to be an inflated price that i think you have more likelihood of a loss than a gain and that is fair i will take the bullish side because i think we both realize he's playing well right now uh he's got it finished inside the top 20 this is a much weaker field than what he what he beat out at the U S open and the Canadian open. And even, I mean, anything, the Charles Schwab, Byron Nelson, Mexico, um, those were all stronger fields than this. And he returned a profit in all of those. I'm going to give Patrick Rogers the benefit of, of doubt and take the bull side. Okay. Next up cam champ. We have him at 669. He's a bomber. That's 24th or so or better. Are you bullish or bearish on cam champ? This is a tough one as well for me. I like Cam Champ, and I think that this time of the year, he's great. I think that he got his win last late summer around this time of the year um, at a TPC course up in Minnesota there. I, look, you look at his last 10 starts, you see a couple of booms there. Even here, you got up his last 20. <laughs> a lot of missed cuts, right? That's the worrisome point for me. I'm going to say, given where his price point is and where that would require him to finish, I'm going to say bearish. If this was like put a bet on him, put $10 on him to win at big odds. I don't mind it, but in jock market, they have to outperform their expectation based on the price point that you pay for them. And he's just proven here that you're showing us over the last 20 starts, way too many missed cuts in that 13 out of his last 20. He's given you a negative return on your dollar. I'm going to say bearish on camp champ as well. Yeah. The pro the, I, I think you nailed it. 
the problem with with Cam Champ is that his expectation is low. So it's like, you know, hard to outperform that too much. I think this, what we're showing on screen right now is just a perfect representation of Cam Champ. It's just, you know, miscut, 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 win. Miscut, 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 really good fit. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like these these peaks and valleys. And they are seemingly, Joe, uh, I don't want to say random, but almost random. And I find myself with guys like Cam Champ, with guys like Patrick Cantlay, I'm either always investing in these guys or I'm never investing in these guys. And Cam Champ is generally a no on the investment side of things for me. So I'll be a, I'll be a bear here as well. Okay. Our last guy has got a lot of good history around this place, TPC Deer Run. In fact, it'd be, it, it would have been the second best course history earlier in the week, but Steve Stricker withdrew. So this is now he's the best. It's Zach Johnson, $4.79 a share is the fair value we're using. ZJ, we're asking him to finish just just 35th or better for a guy who's made it around this place uh, very well in his career. All right, I'll take a bullish stance here. Uh, 35th or better for a guy that I think the PGA Tour tweeted out is like 182 or something like that under par here throughout his career. Look at that. The last 20 starts, he's returned you an average profit of zero cents. <laughs> I have never seen. I, I was just thinking I've never seen like a dead even golfer. That's hilarious. So average payout 290, average IPO price 290. He's going to clear that tonight, but a lot of that is indicative of the strength of this field versus those other events that he was in in which he was a much lower IPO. You see a lot of dollar finishes and payouts there. Those were likely not the John Deere classic where he has always been fantastic. I'm going to say bullish this week. A little bit of a tentative bullish depending on where the price ends up at, but but I like some Zach Johnson. What about you? Uh, so I'll tell you what, I, I don't think I was all that bullish until I saw this, because when I saw this, I was like, wow, I didn't think Zach Johnson was playing very well at all. And he's breaking even now. Yeah. I think I want in right uh, where he, he's going back to probably the best spot on tour for him. And even though I've had this perception of him playing poorly, he hasn't, he's played exactly to expectation. So I will shock myself and take the bull side of this. Love it, Z Team ZJ this week. Team Course History. That's Who wild. knew? I can't believe I was. <laughs> I can't believe I. I can't believe I got there on him. Okay. Um, power is the code you're looking for. Hundred dollar uh, deposit match, and we're going to close this IPO right around uh, nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time tonight. Now uh, we've got about twenty something minutes or so until that time comes around. So what I want to do is I want to unveil the big board. That is the live odds or excuse me, the live, uh, the live market. And I'm going to do that right now, Joe. And to absolutely no one's surprise, Webb Simpson, most expensive coffee, yeah, he's 788. So he's still got a dollar to go until that fair value. But, uh, as we've seen in these jock markets, those bids, they're, they're, they're coming in hot late. Yeah. They'll be coming in late. Who do you got? Um, you know, cause I know the betting markets have Adam Hadwin as number two. Is that who you think is the number two guy slated behind web here? <sighs> um, no, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think a lot of these guys are very, very similar. I, if I was setting the odds, it would have been probably web then probably, uh, I mean, I could have put Denny in the second spot. I could have put Sahith in the second spot. I could have put Bezadenhout in the second spot. I don't think I would have had Hadwin inside the top five, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I was actually shocked that I believe it was DraftKings had him at number, had him above Webb this week. Um, there's been some decent numbers on him. I probably would agree. I think given what happened last week, I think Sahith is probably the, the second guy in terms of... Um, favorability to win for me right now there's 244 shares i just checked of every player in this field that are available right now so you're going to start to see these prices go up uh pretty quickly here i i believe cam davis is the most mispriced golfer um now that's good that's unfortunately probably not going to get me a deal in the jock market because of the nature of this and because 
everyone else has identified that as well. He's the second most expensive golfer at the moment here, Joe. And um, I, I'm willing to pay a pretty uh, a pretty penny on, on Cam Davis tonight, but it doesn't look like I'm getting a value at this point. Yeah, I think so too. Um, the public sentiment seemingly has been on him all week. Um, great putting splits in terms of a pro bent grass putter and based on what his baseline putting numbers are. Um, so he's good on this type of surface. He's another guy who had a win, I believe, at a TPC course at Rocket Mortgage last year. Um, so so coming in in good form, used to the Midwest, good bent grass putter, also a top five approach player in the field recently, which I was quite surprised to see. Yeah, I think I think enough people are, are hip to the Cam Davis wave that he probably gets inflated a bit tonight. You're seeing the early steam for the popular guys. Webb Simpson, Cam Davis, Nick Hardy, third on the board at the moment, $5.50 a share. He's the ninth pre-ranked golfer. That matters. Pre-rank is how we break ties around here. And the run from Hardy continues. Uh, his results aren't even going to show a runner-up finish that he had on the Corn Ferry Tour before the RBC Canadian. So, Joe, this is this is the popular hour. Everybody's getting Everybody's getting bids in on their favorite guys. Yeah, Nick Hardy. I think uh, I've had him three weeks in a row, and you were the first one to uh, put me on that train at the RBC Canadian Open. So, guy's been playing fantastic. Like, do I think he's going to win? I don't know. Like, I don't know if he's quite ready for that just yet, but he's still putting together good finishes, and that's all that you need in the jock market versus which makes it much different than a lot of other apps out there. Um, so yeah, he's, he's going to, he's beating his expectation. Now, a lot of people have jumped sort of on that train. Does that sort of get inflated a little bit this week and make him less desirable of a, of a price point? Probably so, but he's playing so well. I expect that to kind of continue. Denny is the kind of interesting one to me, right, Rick? Because number one, pre-rank, um, mm -hmm. the guy has been super steady all year and everyone Saw what he did at the U.S. Open and I think was all over him, including myself at the Travelers last week. All of a sudden he misses a cut and he hasn't he's missed one other cut basically in his last like 19 starts before the Travelers. Um, you see the consistency level there for Denny. I think he could be a really good bounce back candidate this week. And I think that maybe what happened last week could potentially impact his pricing in a favorable way for those who are willing to, to go back to the well on old Denny this week. That's fair. Yeah. I, I would have made him, you know, the second shortest odds in this field and Got he's the number one pre-rank, which is very, very valuable here. So if he gets in a seven way tie for second, he's getting the full payout. He's returned you a 45% ROI in his last 20. And it's not just, it's not just one start. It's, it's a lot of really good finishes from Denny. So yeah, no, I, I think all signs point to hopefully we get a, a little bit of a, um, sentiment discount on him, right? Because everybody had him last week and they leave a little bit disappointed with the, you know, what do you lose four strokes on approach and then he missed the weekend. Yeah. Uh, that top 10, let's talk about those guys in the top 10 here. Christian Bazane hosts the second pre-ranked golfer. He's still at a buck. Adam Hadwin, Sahith, Brendan Todd. Then we go down to Webb and Lonto and Mav McNeely. And then we round it out with Nick Hardy and Jason Day. So we've got some options here. We still have some guys at a dollar. Is there anybody that we haven't talked about in this top 10 that you think is going to potentially be in your portfolio this evening? Bazaden who potentially just because I had him last week and he missed the cut. And usually if I like a guy, there's, there's, <laughs> I, I like to think there's a reason for it. I don't want to just like a guy of his caliber. I can't just jump in and out on it. Usually if I like them, I try to stick it out a couple of weeks. Um, Jason day. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure you did, but um, I don't know if everyone has seen that he apparently withdrew from the program today was grabbing his back, but had to be escorted out with the help of some tournament staff on the back of a cart. So Standard um, operating procedure. That's standard operating procedure. <laughs> yeah. Good news is on jog market. If you do get a great price on him and he doesn't tee it up tomorrow, you will get that money back into your account. So it could be a situation where uh, you don't have a lot to lose. What about Lanto? I know you've always kind of been a Lanto guy. Um, he's there at a dollar at the ones at the, you know, seven pre-rank this week. What's your feeling behind his game right now? Is he trending in a right good and good way? No, nah, I don't think so. I think I'm I think I'm out on Lotto for a while. Okay. I'm gonna have to get reeled back in. I mean, he's he's lost your money in one, two, three, four, five cash markets in a row. Last time he won you anything was the Wells Fargo Championship. Now he gets 
you know, this kind of jacked up fair value. And like, do I think that Lonto is any type of lock to finish inside the top 20? And like, no, I don't. I just, I think his game's kind of all over the place. It looks, it looks like it's something different every week, which is always a, a pretty big concern for me. Yep. Okay. Uh, let me, I'll refresh the big board and get a, get an update here, but by my clock, it is uh, eight 41 PM Eastern time, which means we've got about 15 minutes, 17 minutes until this thing really, really gets spicy. And we start to close down this IPO and it is starting to take shape here. This market is had went up to $6 and 89 cents. We saw a little bit of steam there on Denny McCarthy. Here's a name that I find really fascinating for this week, Joe, and it's Charles Howell the third. I've kind of warmed up on him as the week's gone on. I don't think I would ever bet him outright, but that's not really the ask here, is it? No, not at all. At $6, what would he need to finish? 27th or better, which is right where he's at at $5.99 right now. That probably moves up a little bit. But yeah, another guy who's who's put together some really consistent finishes. And you see there, looking at the charts, uh, decent ROIs. Like he's, he's winning you money, um, even though he's really not finishing anywhere near the top 15 in a lot of these events. So consistent. Obviously has played this course and knows the ins and outs of it. Great bent grass putter. Yeah, I can see why why you would uh why you would like CH3 this week. All right, let's keep rolling on down here. We saw a couple of guys play well recently. Martin Laird finished T13 at the Travelers. That was 152% ROI. Ches Reevy T8 at the Travelers. That was 238% ROI. John Hunt was T13 at the Travelers, 148. He's got three really good starts in a row. Th that's my tier there. I, I, I'm, I'm digging it on those guys, Joe. What say you? Yes. I'm also kind of looking at maybe guys that are just sort of um, like the thing with John Hunt is, is he's shown the ability in three consecutive starts, but you're going to pay for it this week. You know what I mean? You're going to pay that price of he finished T12, T25, T13. Yeah. I'm kind of looking a little bit more along the lines of some guy that may just, um, you know, like we saw Cheston Hadley and Thorne Bjornsson last week, maybe not a dollar 55, but someone that finishes in the $2 range. Um, maybe like a Michael Thompson or something like that, who randomly will finish top 20, who's had some success, who I know can get a really hot putter and have good short game. We've seen the Strickers and the Zach Johnsons do well as sort of journeymen on the PGA Tour year after year. Those type of players, I think I'm going to have a little bit of interest in if I can get a decent price on them in like the two buck range with not a lot of downside to it. Okay. Uh, well, let's 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 do it. Let's dive into the depths of this board. Actually, what I'll do is I'll refresh it just to make sure that I have the most up to date data. So, eight forty three p.m. Eastern time by my clock. Make sure you're getting your bids in. The code you're looking for to sign up is Power. If there's a link in the description, that'll get you access to your deposit bonus. But let's let's go down to the depths of this field, Joe, and see what we can find. I'm going sub. $3. And as of right now, I'll just call out a couple of notables. You mentioned Michael Thompson. Uh, Joseph Bramlett will pop in a lot of models that don't include anything putting related. Uh, Scott Brown's got good history around this place. It, who might be a target currently in this sub $3 range? Yeah, I mean, Matt McNeely is not going to end there, of course, but a guy that I think may is like someone um, who was I just looking at? Steven Yeager. Um, he had a really good stretch there, maybe about a month and a half ago. Let me see. So 15th in Mexico, sixth at the Wells Fargo, 38th at the Byron Nelson. Like those starts are going to make you a lot of money in the $2 range. So anyone uh, like that, Wesley Bryan, it seems like it could be a decent, decent course fit for Morgan Hoffman made a cut last week. I don't know, like these guys, when you're paying this price, they really just need to make the cut and then finish in the top like 45, 50 in order to return you a profit. Ryan Moore's another like sort of journeyman that has great course history here. Um, not long off the tee, but it sort of aligns with the narrative of a Stricker and a ZJ and these type of guys who have, who have played well here previously. There's our guy, Patrick Flavin. Of course, we got to mention him. He actually didn't have to shoot a 61 to get into this field for once, Rick. Yeah, I know that, which means we'll probably go out and uh, finish inside the top 10. Didn't have to earn his way and got the sponsors invite earlier. Uh, we, we've known that for a couple of weeks now. So yeah. gets to relax a little bit on a Monday for the first time in a while. 
Yeah, maybe he'll save that 62 for Thursday this there week. There you go. Now we're talking. Now <laughs> we're talking. Okay. Uh, let me go back to the top of this board here, or at least to the um, the top 10 golfers jokes. I love to see how this stuff continues to shape up. And we're, we're continuing to see it here. So we no longer have any top 10 golfer at a dollar a share. That was to be expected. I'll tell you what. It, it's a You mentioned it. It's a really early lag on McNeely. And this might come yeah. home. You know, it, he might be $8.30. I'll take the under. I, I think most have given up on McNeely. I'm not quite ready yet. No, I'm not ready at all, especially at I think what can be a good course fit and a strength of field where, um, you know, he's shown up to events like this previously in his career and competed really well. I'm not ready to quite give up yet. Taylor Pendrith is an interesting one for me. I know he's returning from injury, but before that injury um, through kind of the Florida swing there was 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 solid, man. It's 25th at the Honda, 42nd at the API, then a 13th at the players. And all of a sudden he got dealt this injury that really kind of derailed him. Nice to see him back in the field. JT Poston is right above him, who yeah. I have some interest in as well, who kind of stormed to a T2 finish last week and has been like he's he's a guy that is sort of trending in that right direction. And a guy with a PGA Tour win, a guy with experience, a guy that has been late on Sundays before, like he's the type of player that it wouldn't shock me if he won this thing. So I'm so glad you brought him up. Uh, so all three of those guys I've got thoughts on McNeely is like, if you've been investing in McNeely before this, you have to now, Yeah, right? Like with, with this field, like you just, you got to give him one more crack. Uh, mm -hmm. Pendrith, I'm so interested in because you're right. He was so good. He fractured a rib at the players, Joe. How, I don't know how that happens, but that's what he did. <laughs> And then he had like two setbacks trying to come back from it. So I'm really, I, I hope he just gets through this week healthy. I want to be in like rocket mortgage. I'll bet Taylor Pendrith to win. Like I'm, I'm ready for that moment. Knock off the rust, get through this healthy. Give me Pendrith in a couple of weeks. And then um, uh, who was the last guy there? Poston. Poston. He is statistically, if you look at the last 24 rounds, just raw strokes gain total. JT Poston is number one, what, number one player in this field. 1.2. Really? Yeah, it's it's uh and it's like three top tens. It's not like a bunch, it's not like six top twenty-threes or T twenty-threes. It's like three top tens, some good finishes. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much in on all those guys. Solid. Love that. Okay. Uh top of the board, shaping up kind of as we expect here. Simpson hasn't really moved off that 788 number, but Adam Hadwin is starting to close the gap now, 785. Nick Hardy, seven dollars, and Sahith along with Denny McCarthy at 675. So not not too many surprises here at this point, is there, Joe? No, nothing too big at this point. I mean, we see Cameron Davis there. Brendan Todd is getting some love this week. Um, that kind of mid-range, like shank, long, layered, I guess. I mean, I would kind of rather some of the guys under them, like Poston or Stallings, I think. So um, it would be interesting, some decisions that you're going to have to make if you want to stick to that sort of meat and potatoes of the board and that sort of five, six dollar range of where do you pivot or how strongly do you really feel about a player? Um, you're going to have to put your dollars sort of to the test over the next eight or nine minutes here. I also find Christian Bezadenhout to be devilishly difficult to figure out. Now, if you look at the betting markets, he's basically the third favorite everywhere. And he's the second pre-ranked golfer here, but he is $5.59. He's nearly, he's more than two full dollars behind Adam Hadwin. Uh, I don't know, Joe, if it's because he's, he always does it with the putter or he's hair, a hair line on the short game. I'm not sure that he's getting the respect in the jock market that he should be getting right now. Not at this point. Absolutely not yet. Yeah, I think it just comes on the heels of what was one really bad result last week at the Travelers um, that is kind of clouding what has overall been a really solid stretch for him in, in finishing T15, T12. Like those are the type of finishes that you're looking for. Now, the price points elevated this week, but you, you it's all like relative, right, to the strength of the field and what he has to go against. So could this be a week that he breaks through and, and gets that hot putter and rides it to a victory? Of course. I think he's a good enough player to do so. 
okay, let me refresh this big board one more time. I got to keep an eye on the clock because we're getting we're getting very very close to it here. So 8:50 p.m. Eastern time. The way this is going to work, in about seven minutes at around 8:57, we're going to enter a 90 second window in which the IPO can close at any point. It it, it ends up becoming random, and uh, that's when you're going to need to get your bids in by. So we're very very close to that. And as we come down the home stretch here, Joe, look at this. Not one, but two different golfers have passed Webb Simpson. Now, I know I have not unleashed you yet, so I know it's not you bidding up Denny McCarthy, but that's got to be a, it's got to be a, a, a sight to see as a supporter, but knowing that it's hurting your chances of getting a good deal on him. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. No, I love Denny, and it's one of those situations like I'm torn because it's it's like you mentioned it earlier, Rick, when you uh, kind of hit it with with McNeely, like. If you've been on these guys and you've been buying shares and you've been betting these guys, you almost feel obligated to keep yes. it going in a field like this. Like that's my situation right now with Denny. That's my situation with Adam Svensson, who I've been keeping an eye on, who I've been talking about for weeks and months on this show is already $5 a share in IPO. And where does that end? And he's playing really well. And like, can he win? I think so. But like, am I going to pay the highest price ever for Denny and Adam Svensson this week? So do you bail on a week where you have the opportunity of a John Deere classic where you don't have to slay any dragons? Um, or do you sort of just keep riding the train and just plug your nose and, and bid the high price on them? That's going to be the dilemma that that I've got going over the next eight minutes or so. Uh, one name that stands out to me as I was kind of scrolling through Von Taylor uh, checks off a lot of boxes for play around this place and some wedge play. And if you're into that kind of thing, he's $3.12 at the moment coming off of an RBC Canadian Open, which he finished T48. So 8.52 by my clock. Let's just put a bow on these top 10 golfers, Joe. Before I do, I know things are heating up. So let me just give this a refresh and make sure I've got everything in order. If you haven't deposited yet, the coach you're looking for, you know what it is. It's power. Okay, here are the top 10. And now the cheapest guy in the top 10 available right now. Uh, oh, it's actually not Lonto. It's Jason Day. But like Lonto should be the cheapest guy. Yeah. Right? Yep. We agree there, right? There's just nothing. nothing. Yes. Um, Webb's still third right now or where's Webb? Yeah. So Webb is, Webb is third. Adam Hadwin, Denny McCarthy, Webb Simpson. There's got to be a run on Webb. I feel like he's got to finish close to 950 at least. Um, I think that he's... He's by far and away the best player in the field to me. There's a web run coming. Yes. And it's not. Yeah. He's not finishing below his fair value. He's not. Okay. Uh, Joe, you got to go do your thing. It All is right, buddy. 53 So we're going to let Joe go build his portfolio. He's going to bid. He's going to try to steal golfers away from you. You're going to try to steal golfers away from him. And when this IPO closes, we will rendezvous and we will see what Joe's portfolio is for tonight. Uh, last week he had, uh, what did you have Sahith shares last week or the week? I did it? not have Sahith last week. No, oh, it was hard. I think, I think I was thinking of Hardy shares. Yep. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. So, uh, I'll take you the rest of the way here. And I will refresh this big board and make sure we have got this all figured out. And here we go. $8.45, Adam Hadwin, still the most expensive golfer in tonight's jock market. This is very likely to be the most expensive we've ever seen on Adam Hadwin. The only thing that could even closely rival it is the Bermuda from... Uh, I think that was from last year or yeah, from last year, $8 and 55 cents. So he's at eight forty-five right now. He's a dime away from an all time high Webb Simpson, nowhere near his all time highs. In fact, Webb Simpson has some of the highest uh, IPO prices in jock market history. He's at eight twenty-eight, still 60 cents short of his fair value tonight. Denny McCarthy, eight Oh six. Again, this is likely to be already I'm pretty sure it is. An all-time high. It is on Denny McCarthy. We're already there. There's going to be a lot of them tonight. So hit Zagala, uh, $7.56. You guessed it, all-time high. There, Nick Hardy and Christian Bezayden round out the $7 range. Let me refresh this because I feel like there's bits coming in. I feel like there's bits coming in on web. I feel like there's bits coming in. Let's see if I'm right. 
I am a little bit right. Yeah, okay. Webb Simpson is now the most expensive golfer on this jock market tonight. In this market, he's $8.67, closing in on his fair value. A little bit further down the board, guys that just made a move since my last refresh. Scott Stallings up to $6.54. Patrick Rogers up to $6.50. And Charles Howe III up to $6.44. Matt McNeely, who was just $2 a share seven minutes ago is now $6.38. So we're seeing a run on Mav and a little bit of a run on JT Poston. Adam Svensson, I believe when Joe mentioned him five, six, seven minutes ago, he was $5.50, still $5.50. He's returned you a profit in four straight cash markets. This is a more expensive IPO for him, but Get used to it. It's going to be one of the more expensive IPOs for every single golfer that you click tonight. Jason Day seen a little bit of a run here, $5.07. He is a top 10 golfer. That pre-rank does indeed matter. That's how we break ties here in the market. So pre-rank is inherently valuable. $8.56. No. Oh my gosh. 8.56 p.m. Eastern time. Not $8.56. That's weird. My brain is not working. Uh, we've got just a minute or so until we enter the randomized window here and Webb Simpson continues to extend. He's not in his fair value yet, but he continues to climb. Adam Hadwin settling in as the second most expensive golfer. Let's go down the board and see what we can find here. Hayden Buckley had a really good U.S. Open, had an okay Travelers Championship. He's just hanging there at $4.44. Let's see. Lee Hodges, we've seen, seen him pop at times. Cam Champ, Cam Champ's fair value is six sixty five. He's four dollars and three cents. Zach Johnson, four hundred one. His fair value not nearly as expensive, four seventy nine. But there is a pretty big gap on both of those golfers right now. Where's Sam Ryder? Where's my guy Sam Ryder? Let's get some shares of him going. Has gained like fifteen strokes putting at this event over twelve uh, over twelve rounds. He's hitting the ball better from tee to green right now. I don't even see him. I'll have to sort by. Uh, alphabetically here in just a second but i believe we're in that window that 90 second window 8 57 p.m eastern time this ipo can close at any time so you're going to want to get your bids in you're going to want to make sure you've got all your guys in order build out your portfolio and if you're building out your portfolio with webb simpson in it it's getting more expensive nine dollars and 16 cents for Webb, that's essentially asking him to finish about 13th or better coming off of a T13 at the Travelers Championship in which he returned you a 48% ROI. The rest of the market shaping up as we expect. Hadwin, McCarthy, uh, Tagala right behind. Uh, then we have Nick Hardy at 728. Any big movers? Lucas Glover, our defending champion, 555 along with CT Pan. It's there, Sam Ryder, 436. Oh, I like that. 436 on Sam Ryder. I'm a buyer at that price. Austin Smotherman coming off of a missed cut, trying to get back in everyone's good graces. He's currently 417. I'm going to try to steal another refresh here. This thing can close at any moment, and we're probably moments away from it actually closing. But we're still open as of right now. Bids are still rolling in, and they are still rolling in on Webb Simpson. This is the run on Webb. We've seen it go up about a dollar or so in the last minute or two. Now, $9.55. Chance he gets the $10, we'll see. Adam Hadwin, $8.66. Denny McCarthy, $8.30. Here comes Cam Davis. First time he's moved in quite some time, $7.13 per share. Not as expensive as Brandon Todd, who's $7.15, but getting pretty darn close. Martin Laird, who's just like team no-putt captain, coming off a lot of great finishes, $5.28. He hasn't hit his fair value yet. So we'll see how that shakes out here in just a few minutes because I've got 859 and we're still open. So I know there's only like 15 seconds left if that's the case. So get your bids in. Make sure you get your stuff in order because I think Joe's going to give me the signal here. Uh, literally any time. I'm buddy. Well, uh, I think it's closed. I yes, it did. Yeah. That re the, my, my refresh, uh, it, when, it, when it closes, my IPO prices go away and they went away. So, whoo, that was late. Lots of bids could get in there. Yeah, I think a lot of people snuck some in late. I might have got some additional posting shares late, um, but I think I lost my Sahith shares. Is it Sahith or Sahith, Rick? He pronounces it Sahith. Sahith. Okay, yes. that's good to know. Yes, uh, but he he's been very candid of like, I've heard literally every possible. <laughs> I think they were saying Sahith on the coverage last week. So, yes. yeah. Okay. So it's, uh, you know. Okay. Well, I'm going to let my 
big board refresh. Uh, what you can do here is let us know in the chat who you got in your portfolio. Joe is going to let us know who he got in his portfolio, and then we'll talk through the pricing as a whole. So, Joe, whenever you are ready, my friend. You got it. Webb Simpson. There you go. Uh, 955. Um, yeah, kind of shocked that he didn't get to 10 bucks. Uh, we talked enough about him. So, yeah, you know why. Uh, JT Poston, 675. Then down in the $4 range, I went with Michael Thompson and Zach Johnson, who I said that I was bullish on, was $4.01. Um, and a couple of penny stock guys, I guess you could consider them that I have this week, are Steven Yeager, who I mentioned briefly. And then two guys in the low $2 range were Brandon Hagee and David Lingmurth. Kind of random pulls this week, but you're going to take some $2 guys at the John Deere Classic. They're going to be a bit random. No better place to do it than here. Webb Simpson, JT Poston, uh, Michael Thompson, Zach Johnson, Stephen Yeager, Brandon Hagee, David Lingmurth. Let's see. Snoopaloop got Cam Davis, Sam Ryder, Callum Taron, Charlie Hoffman. I'm on board with most of that. Uh, JG Funk got Roger Shank, Reeve Smalley, uh, Martin Laird, Lipsky, tons of Lipsky, Patton Kazire, Nate Lashley, Matt Wallace. It is a John Deere classic, Joe. Yes, it is. <laughs> Love that. All right, let me refresh my board and make sure I have the numbers here. And then we'll rock and roll through that. Let's just see. Am I updated? Yes, there we go. Okay. All right, here we go. Final pricing for this week's John Deere Classic. Webb Simpson, 955. Uh, I, I think that's reasonable, right? I mean, we've seen some really crazy web weeks, Joe. And uh, that is a very fair price on him, I believe. Yeah, uh, basically asking 12th or better. I really like his uh, chances of winning this week with how I think that he's been trending in the right direction. So, um, yeah, I'm okay there. Hadwin at 870. That's fine. I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't make him number two, but I like I'd make him number five. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. Um, Tagala at 840, Denny at 830. Those are the only four basically above 750, Joe. So it's kind of a, you know, the four boys up at the top. Yeah, I couldn't quite get there on Denny. I had some um, Sahith shares late at 825, and it looks like I got outbid. Um, but he was kind of moving a good bit down the stretch. Nick Hardy, 756. I mean, it just that it feels really high for him, man. It's basically asking him to finish like 16th or better, I believe. Um, that's a big ask, but I know that he's playing great. And part of you just, uh, like I mentioned earlier, kind of has to ignore the sticker price and the shock that you're going to see and just um, understand that these guys are coming in in good form with good confidence and what could set up to be a great week for them given the strength of the field. Yeah, I would not be all that surprised to see any one of these guys in the $7 range win it. Hardy, Todd, Bezayda, mm -hmm. Davis, Long. I think I, I, I'll i be very interested to see interested to see how those guys finish because I think that's that's an interesting group. Uh, we did get the run on McNeely, which we which we knew yep. was coming. Um, JT Poston got a good little run, but below his fair value. So that's always fun. Anything else stand out to you here kind of in the middle part of the board? Um, there's your guy, Charles. Howe. I think looks good. John Huh was, has been playing great, but a, a decent price. There's Patrick Rogers. So he did not hit his fair value was actually well below it. Um, coming in in an event where he's actually almost won before and in pretty good form. So I know that we were both kind of, I believe I, or at least I was on the bearish side of P Raj, but yeah, given at six fifty, I kind of wish I would have taken a second look at that. Okay, a little bit further here. I uh, mentioned Buckley, who's got a couple of good weeks in a row. He finished at 465, Ryder at 436. I like that. Uh, how old? Okay, I was <laughs> I was tweeting with somebody about this. How old do you think Joseph Bramlett is? 26. Okay. That's like the right answer. He is. How old is he? Uh, He's 34. What? How? Yeah. That's dude. I said the same thing. He <laughs> is um 
it, it, I, I was during my live chat today. I thought my data was screwed up because he played in the John Deere classic in 2011 and 2021. Really? And I was like, no, what? no, no he didn't. that's not possible. Was he 13 years old when he played it? He's 34. He plays out here in Vegas. I see him a lot. He looks like he's 24 years old. He's a baby face. Yeah. Yeah. I he still think- is. I'm looking at his picture right now. Yeah, he looks really young. What about like right there priced with him, Matt Wallace, right? Did he see a little bit? Did he go back overseas and like see a little bit of reverse surge? Like at one point, let's say two, maybe three years ago, wasn't this guy like like number like 13 in the world or something? He had really climbed and had like the four wins on the Euro Tour in like six months. So the talent level is there. Seems like he may be getting it back together. Yeah, so his last four starts, two of them are PGA Tour starts, two of them are European Tour starts. So Dutch Open, fifth, Porsche European Open, 18th, and then his two PGA Tour starts are two made cuts, 35th at the Canadian Open, 46th at the Travelers. So now you put him in, uh, I don't know, what was the Dutch Open strength of field? I mean, the Dutch Open strength of field stronger than this one. Yeah, <laughs> the Porsche European right. Open is stronger than this one. So th- this wow. is now the weakest field he's played in out of those four. So I don't know. Maybe Matt Wallace is a is an interesting little option. Yeah, just stuck out to me. He was sitting right there next to Bramlett. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, here's what happens now. We're entering this the live trading portion of this. You can keep buying. You can start selling. You can short guys. Um, and it's going to fluctuate a lot. Low scores likely incoming, Joe. So there could be some 62s out there, right? There could be some 61s out there. There's going to be some big movement. Got to keep an eye on the Jock Market app over the course of the next four days. Absolutely, yeah. It goes all the way until the final putt is hold on Sunday. Shorting is now available since we are in the live market as we speak. Um, so keep that in mind as well as an- another interesting way to play the game. If you feel like a guy's price point is getting up there too much and you just know that that you know the numbers are coming, right? You know the scores are going to be super low and, and somebody who jumps out there early Thursday morning uh, with the second wave to come in the afternoon may not finish near that same position once everyone drops out of the course. Well, here's what you can do. You can use the code POWER and you can join in on the fun. That'll get you up to a $100 deposit match. You can follow Joe on Twitter. He's available at TorPix. You can follow me at Rick Run Good, and you can join us again, same time, same place next week. We are we're lobbying for Scottish Open. Yes, we're we're pushing for it. We're hopeful, and we're pushing. We are hopeful, and we are pushing <laughs> Scottish <laughs> Open. That's the field yeah. we want next week. Yep, it comes down to the data, guys. Like I've already had people DMing me about it and how they're able to pull that in, integrate it with the apps. So they need it to come from the PGA Tour. But our hope is that since it's sort of the co-sanctioned event now, that we will have all of that data that um, they pay for and comes in, right? I mean, you could probably explain it better than I do, but uh, we're hopeful. That's going to be a really strong field heading into the Open Championship. So hopefully we're there. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll see how it goes over the course of the next couple of days, and we'll know for sure soon. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Good luck.